If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make your podcast. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free. You pay no fee whatsoever. It's absolutely, totally free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started welcome everyone to a new episode of the podcast self-evolution regardless and today's episode is going to be focusing on another right of the rights series of the personal personal bill of rights And today we're going to be talking about right number 32, which also relates to right number 31, but this one is more uh, feeling-oriented. So, right number 32 states the following, I can be healthier than those around me. A person doesn't have to match their feelings to the other person and be miserable just because they hurt. Okay? They just... I don't have to match anyone's feelings to any other person and be miserable just because they hurt. And I can be healthier than those around me. Doesn't make me an egotistical, grandiose, fantasizing person. It just makes me, you know, detached. You know, like Jerry Wise would put it, Dr. Jerry Wise, um, which I'm gonna, whom I'm gonna record an episode about soon because I love his YouTube videos and his, and the information he provides. Self-differentiated. He would put it like that. Like, if I were to self-differentiate myself from others' feelings, and whenever I'm in, I'm in a good mood and the other people around me are in terrible like situation and they're frustrated with something it doesn't make me automatically frustrated it doesn't make me automatically have to accommodate to their feelings just because i'm around these people and this goes around in every situation where there is group again it's just always the same thing either with family family members parents or siblings or aunts and uncles, 
um, a workplace situation with colleagues or the boss, um, friends where there's a leader who wants to control everyone, and a romantic relationship with a partner. So this goes pretty much to self uh, self explanatory and it's the same to each situation. So if I were to just state that I can be healthier than those around me, which means a person doesn't have to match their feelings to the other person and be miserable just because they hurt, you know, it just doesn't make me, um, it just, saying even that out loud just, Saying that out loud makes me feel independent from others already. And I don't have to relate to others' feelings, especially the people closest to us who are our family, because our family are the people with whom we spend the most amount of time with. Unlike, um, well, I mean, uh, unless, of course, a romantic partner with whom you're living. So, again, especially if the situation is, a, you know, um, everyday life, sort of everyday situation. It may also be um, in a certain event, like a party or something, and um, some sort of an accident, an incident happened, and there's a lot of frustration and anger and sadness and just a lot of um, bad feelings around and bad vibes. I just don't have to feel that way. Although, let me put this clear. We, children of narcissistic parents, usually find ourselves having to relate to their feelings. Having to be enmeshed and totally in the freaking vortex of their own feelings and problems and situations. Although I already like announced or should I say mentioned before in right number 12 that I, you, and everyone who's healthy enough to understand a personal bill of rights and narcissism I have a right to not be responsible for other people's behaviors, actions, feelings, or problems. But then what we find ourselves doing a lot of the times is, of course, it might be also subconscious. Because like I said, we are, we have been programmed to do this. Especially, like I said, with everyday living with someone. It's sort of like, um, you get, you, first, this new thing is introduced to you, but then you're trained Every time by, uh, you know, getting to used to it, getting used to it, like it's something normal, and then it becomes part of the norm. And then you cannot separate yourself from it because you have been trained so well and actually master it. So now, being, wanting to be independent from that is a huge challenge. And a lot of it goes to the fact that you have been trained to follow subconsciously. So, so a lot of, I know I might be mumbling here and going back and forth and everything, but, um, 
this right specifically, being healthier than those around me relates to feelings. And I just had this thing right now, just a few minutes ago, where, well, you know, the quarantine and everything. Um, and my M just mentioned, mentioned, um, like, this big boss, my daughter, like, this big boss, just, uh, you know, they're gonna have to end the contract with her, like, with my daughter. But then, and he pays my daughter barely enough but look at god you know god actually stopped him and 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 he just made him uh you know stop employing people because studies are over and it's basically done with education so okay um first i'm gonna have to say i felt frustrated i'm not gonna lie because of the vibes that she had to give and because of the supply that she wanted. Like, I can tell she wanted supply. I can tell... This is something I was never able to do, but right now, I can tell that she wanted supply and she wanted me to agree and she wanted me to freaking, like, support her and just say, yeah, and you're right, and he's such a D and, you know, all kinds of cursing and stuff. But I didn't. I just, um... I knew it was something that she's wanted as usual. I knew it was a supply that she wanted as always. And I did not respond. I was just boring, you can say. Um, but it couldn't, it couldn't, she couldn't get enough. So what she did was she, oh, what's the name of the school again? And I was like, I forgot. <laughs> I didn't on purpose actually remember it clear. Lee as crystals? Crystal clear, yeah. But uh, I just I pretended I forgot about it. And then I told her... And then she said, like, what's its name? And then I told her, well, I'll leave it to you until you remember it. Like, in a very cool tone and a tone of voice. And I didn't really want her to give... Want to give her the benefit of the doubt when she had the chance to take it. But then she remembered it, and then she was like, um, oh boy, he's gonna get punished, and he's gonna go to hell, and God is gonna punish him because he punished my daughter, and I don't like it, and, uh, and it went away, and everything is over, and I'm just like, I like focusing with the thing I'm doing, and then I'm just, like, I'm not even there. <laughs> I was boring to her, but then she... You know, it's the thing with the narcissist in general. The narcissist, this, oh my god, this word is so difficult to pronounce. <laughs> it just, like, f five minutes earlier, I was in the deepest shit of, like, frustration and terribleness and stress. And I wanted to record so bad. Like, all these days, I've been wanting to record at this time, you know, a little bit earlier than at night here. But, um, <laughs> I just couldn't, I couldn't help it, you know, this, this whole frustration and stress just made me want to record, not as just, I just said, F it, you know, I'm just, I'm just gonna do it, you know, regardless. I'm gonna take this freaking step and go ahead and record because we only have one life, we only have one chance, and time only goes by just once, so we might as well do it. <laughs> and there I go. 
So, yeah, like, back to the idea. Um, in general, like, narcissists would love... Oh, there I go. Narcissists always love to get more supply. Always they want more interaction with you when you're not... Even when you're not in the mood. Like, even when you just just want things to be calm and pass... Like, just go through it just calmly, you know? Like, no need for interaction because I'm not in the mood for it. But they seek it like they want it so bad like they want to grab it just so bad like why why force me to it and then with your own frustration i have i'm supposed to take responsibility over your feelings as well like how much am i gonna have to take from all of this like how am i supposed to handle everything i'm already suffering enough with my own feelings let alone being responsible with yours like i'm already frustrated enough after i left this situation and i'm just already like trying to calm myself down because of the stupid tiny shit that happens you know just and it's it's so freaking predictable it's always the same thing like like I don't want to relate my feelings to you. If I'm in a good mood and you're in a shit, shithole kind of mood, kind of feelings, kind of whatever, just leave me alone. Like, I don't want to relate to you. Like, it doesn't make me a freaking baby related to their mother with their own, what is it called? Um... The umbilical cord. <laughs> you know, it's like just being like having to be reminded that you're that person, that helpless, dependent person who's going to be related with that umbilical cord all your life is just BS, like totally BS. And it's nothing but a, an exhaustion of, of mental energy, feelings, and time and just everything everything so if i'm in a good mood and you're in a terrible one i don't have to accommodate to yours i have the right and i'm reading it right here i have i can be healthier than you right now even if you're in this terrible shithole of messy feelings it means I don't have to match your feelings. I mean, I don't have to match my feelings to you and be miserable just because you're hurt. You know, just because you're pained by anything. Just whatever. And, and the thing is, the thing is, they insist on it. The amount of times you want to let go. Like, think of a parasite that's always holding on to you. And you always just, you're struggling to make it let go. But it keeps on grappling onto you. It keeps on gripping its claws in you. And you want to just let it go. And they insist on it. Like, they will, they still want you to accommodate their feelings, to feel whatever it is they feel, so that I don't feel alone. But it's not the fact that they're feeling lonely or alone or either. They just want supply. I get it now. Don't I? 
I mean, not the way I used to, of course. I'm way better than I used to, as far as the personal Bill of Rights is concerned, and as far as doing research on what narcissism is all about, and how it affects people, the victims, the hosts of the freaking parasite. Like, it's just a parasitical sickness. It feels like these people are just parasites out there, just out there to get you. Out there to get your attention. Out there to get your, your fuel. They want you to give them your fuel. Whatever it is. Interaction, feelings, emotion, validation, praise, every effing thing. Come on. We're tired. Leave us alone. I mean, I'm just wondering, like, I'm, on a serious note, though, how is it that they don't get tired of this? Like, why do they always want this kind of attention all the time? And you know, the thing is, they target the people they want attention from. It's not anyone who's going to give them that attention. Because these people are pretty judgy. And by the time... They know their host, like they they study their host, you know, they, they, they freaking, they know it. They know that person. And they know they're gonna give it to them. Because they have been studying their host. And once the study is successful, and it got, it's got an A plus, <laughs> they're on. They're on it. You're it. You're the host. I'm gonna get ya. What's the song? Um, I'm gonna get ya. I'm gonna get ya. Get ya. <laughs> One way or another, they're gonna get ya. And they're gonna go after ya. So what do you know? You're dead. You're dead. Basically. So that's how they, f that's how they deal with you. Like you're a freaking ho Like you're nothing but a, a prey. Like a prey that is helpless, that is gonna need them to be more powerful when actually all they do is consume you. They wanna get your, your everything. Your mind, your body, your soul, your feelings, your traits. You know why? Because they have been hungry for that all their childhood. They have never been given that love and that attention and that praise and that encouragement and that validation all their childhood. They've been neglected. I actually watched a video made by Richard Grennan. He talks about um, this in a very fantastic way. He's, he mentioned Freud talking about ego, the id, the id, the ego, and the superego. And the way he freaking summarized it is just awesome. I forgot the title of the video, but he just talked. It's pretty recent. You can go ahead and look it up in his YouTube channel. Um, when he talks about it, though, he just says, like, because they always needed that attention from their own parents... Give me, give me, I want this, give me, I'm helpless. 
When they look around, they find nobody out there to help them. And so what they have in their mind is then a superego. And they look up to that superego, and that superego controls their ego. And now they don't look up, up to their parents who have always not been there when they needed them. Now they look up to their superego and it controls everything. So, which explains why they have this huge sense of grandiosity over themselves. It's either really good or really bad. A really good makes it makes this person a narcissist or a really bad makes them a psychopath. So because they have been also deprived of that since their childhood, they look for that appreciation and value and attention outside of their own capacity. They look for the outside factors that are going to keep filling that hole, that gap, that hasn't been filled, that, ha that is actually practically unfillable all their life, all their childhood. And they're going to always seek that outside, you know, uh, supply. And they have been dependent on that all their life. So no wonder, no wonder they study people. No wonder they, they study their hosts. No wonder they seek those who give in too fast and drain them. And what do you know? After the love bombing comes the cycle, the vicious cycle. And so, pretty much, pretty much as tiring it is, unbelievable. The amount of pain these people want you to go through, despite the fact that you are absolutely clueless about it and just don't you, you, you don't relate you, you don't relate how simple can that be do you have to do you have to do you have to be part of their pain of course not but they make you do it they they convince they prove uh how is it um, persuade you into it with feelings, with emotions, without all that supply. They want it. But it is draining. Toxic, harmful, consuming, and draining. They know it. It's not that they're so stupid or ignorant or innocent. They know all of this. But you know what? It helps them to soothe that painful gap within them. Which they know cannot be filled. See, that's the contradictory thing about this whole thing. They're contradicting themselves all the time. 
not in not in in their speeches not only in their speeches but in their actions and their behaviors and their feelings everything and just because they hurt just because they're in a shithole mess of feelings they want you to swim in that sea in that storm because it soothes them and it makes them know that there's someone supporting them when all it does to you it makes you drown further and further into the depths of the ocean and by the time you reach that depth you're already dead so you can be healthier than those around you and you don't have to match your feelings to the other people or person and be miserable you don't have to you can be healthier you can and believe that you can and there's no reason no excuse that justifies your obligation to accommodate to their feelings to their misery to their constant neediness of attention and validation and praise and all that bull crap no absolutely not you can be healthier than those around you and you don't have to be meshed and melting within their you know um sucky feelings or vibes or drama remember how they always wanted drama they always want drama it it motivates them it drives them it keeps them going So don't feed them. Starve them. Your feelings actually, even if they if even if they don't accommodate them and go the the other extreme of the spectrum, you're still feeding them. Remember, they love drama by either giving them praise, attention and all the positive things that they wish for. but also the negative things the anger the frustration the arguments the everything bad it drives them it fuels them so don't go either way just be neutral about it just be be boring you know what bores them the most it's your disinterest in showing them interest disinterest in engaging with them disinterest in talking to them disinterest in sharing important things with them and involving feelings and just overall just overall disinterest and overall disengagement that's what's going to keep you healthier from the people around you and that's what's going to starve them from the fuel they need 
And remark that, you know, notice how, if this relates to you, it definitely happened to me, was when I did not provide her with the supply that she needed, she would be dismissed like a child. You know how, do, how a child acts when they want something so bad, they cry for it, and if you give it them, if you give it the thing if you give the child the thing they wanted they'll stop crying and they'll be they'll be satisfied and happy or if you don't actually give it to them they'll keep crying and crying and actually hitting you <laughs> until you give in and and give it to them but if you ignore that child and don't give them the supply they need they'll stop and look for something else but of course of course the media the not mediocre but like the the most balanced route to take when it comes to taking care of a child when they need something and you don't want to give them that thing but or buy them the toy um is not to ignore them seriously though like you don't ignore a child and leave them crying like that over desperately over that toy just because you don't want them to that is neglect. I'm sorry, but that is abandonment of child, and that is child abuse, okay? You don't give in and spoil them all the time that they exhaust you of your money, and you buy them all these toys just because it makes you feel good that they finally stop crying. And don't ignore them, or should I say, abandon them when they keep crying because you're not giving them that toy, because you're not you know, um, buying them that toy. The thing to do at best here is talk to them. Ask them, why do you want that toy? Why are you crying? Can we talk like adults right now? Can you stop crying? Can I understand the situation? And you explain your own reasons why you don't want to buy that toy. And how it's important for them to hold on, you know, just, you know, um, like, hold their fists a little bit. Don't want everything at the same time, you know, just, it's important to, to stop wanting everything all the time. And just explain it to them, and talk to them like, you know, people that matter, instead of abandoning them, abandoning them, and ignoring them, for the sake of your own, like, peace, you know, and, uh, pleasure. No, neither work. Nor your spoiling of that child, neither, no, wait, neither your spoiling of that child, nor your abandonment of them will help the relationship be balanced. So you might as well talk to them. But if it's an a narcissistic adult, it's different. Actually, being boring around them is what's going to keep them, you know, be dismissive and just, uh, of the situation and look for something else to drain. Look for something else to consume or someone else. Just, when you leave them alone, when you're, when you're just not boring, you're, you're, you're a gray rock. Who, who gives an interest? 
who stares at a at a gray rock when it passes by <laughs> just seriously who does that nobody so you might as well be that gray rock just be boring or if you want to be healthier than those around you you can if you're in a good mood you can be in a good mood just don't share your feelings around everywhere and and don't ma- you don't have to match their misery and their shitty feelings just because they're hurt okay you don't have to do that and you can still be healthier and remember that remember you have this right you can be healthier than those around you and a person doesn't have to match their feelings to the other person and be miserable just because they hurt so folks that's a wrap for this episode and as you can guess this is my goodbye speech uh just kidding i hope you found this episode enlightening to some degree you can always like comment favorite share and even subscribe to this podcast here on anchor fm or any other platform where where you'll find my podcast available like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, Radio Public, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and recently I've added my podcast in TuneIn as well as Red Circle. That's where you'll find my podcast also available. I'd also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee. If you have any topic suggestions, questions, some feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message and I'll take care of that. So to conclude, this was Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maram, and I will see you in the next episode.